It's Spooky Saturday. Saturday is my favorite day of the week. You have toiled, suffered, struggled all week long, and now you're here to get the chills, thrills, and everything in between, from pop culture cryptids to history. I'm your local ghost host with the most, Devin Ray. Now, let's get spooky, shall we? It's Spooky Saturday! Woo! Woo, 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 woo! That's right, that is right, it is Saturday. I am Devin Ray, your ghost host with the most, bringing it to you every Saturday except for apparently New Year's Eve, so... You took a week off. <laughs> took a week off! And now we're, we're, you know what? We did it, we did a month of it. A month of it. And here it is. That person that you hear that I haven't introduced so rudely, how dare I, is my co-host in the Kit Waku and many other adventures on Spooky Saturday, Scott Keel. How you doing, Scott Keel? I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> you started that. You know I have the echolalia and I can't not make yeah. the noises. That's why I did it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> You heard right. I did say earlier, we have been doing a month of it, which in a branch off of the Kitwaku, which sometimes I introduce, sometimes I don't. Let's do it this time. So the Kitwaku is short for the Cabin in the Woods Cinematic Universe, where me and Scott watch and discuss every movie referenced, homaged, and uh, I'm not going to say referenced again. Hinted on. Hint, hint, Hinted at. Visualized in Cabin in the Woods. Um, and... <laughs> We are in the arduous and fulfilling process of crossing off every monster that's on the whiteboard of uh, Kevin the whiteboard. And we decided, you know, we're going to take a little detour to Derry, Michigan. Um. Derry, Michigan. <laughs> oh, they're in Maine. Derry, Montana. Yes. Derry, North Carolina. Um, Massachusetts. Mississippi. <laughs> Mongolia. Did you know that Texas is 48 in education in the United States? Now you do. Um. Mexus. Mexus. Dairy Mexus. Dairy Mexus. My God. So it's like we're trying to say Merry Christmas and we suck at it. We're very drunk. Dairy Mexus. Dairy Mexus. Dairy Mexus to you. And a Dairy Maximus to all of you. Um, we previously watched the It miniseries from 1990, and it surprised us with how long it took us to talk about it. We split it into two parts. Mm-hmm. And then we figured, you know, let's just do a month of it. Um, and did, Do the other two parts. Yeah, did the other two more recent parts. And now we have finally come to the conclusion, um, the, you know, two-chapter book that is It. For all of you who have read it, you know it is only two chapters. It's only two chapters. It is a very, very short book. Yeah, it's two chapters. It's it's actually one of Stephen King's shorter Shortest. short stories that they adapted into a miniseries and then adapted into films. It's not actually a full-on novel. It's definitely not over a thousand pages. It's definitely not like a tome of a, information. A a Bible. No, it's a short story about a clown. Yeah. And so let's talk about It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2. So It Chapter 2 is once again um, directed by Andy Muschietti. Yeah, that guy. 
shit out of here. <laughs> he he came back um, two years later, uh, and <laughs> my God, I can't. So the budget for it chapter two was seventy nine million dollars. And how much did it make? $473.1 million. That is shocking. I don't think so. Everyone was so hyped for it. I, I guess, I mean, I get that. I feel, I just feel like it would have had a really solid opening weekend, and then everyone would have heard how terrible it is. You and, know. And no one would have come to actually watch it. I, but but we've ta- we talked about, you said when we started watching it this time that I, you didn't think it was that bad. I know, but then I watched it again. Maybe that's what it is. Everybody that went to go see It Chapter 2 only went once. And talked about how good it was. Yeah. Because if you haven't read the books, it's not that bad. But I haven't read the book, and it... Ding. Um, oh, ding. Ding. You you ding. I, I ding. You ding. I ding. One to a thousand. <laughs> Every time we mention the book, it's a ding. Because I um, have It Soup in my brain, which yeah. has all of the Pennywise lore yeah. mixed up. and generally- But... It Chapter 2, like, according to the Devon and others that we know that have read the book. Previously on this podcast, Will Stores. Yeah, him. Um, They did not like it. We did not like it. Because of reasons. Of many. Of many reasons. However, I, having not read it, um, was able to just enjoy it for what it was but what's funny is in watching it again, a lot of the things that I really liked in theaters were so dumb <laughs> the second time around. And it's almost like, it's not rose-colored glasses. That's not the right word. It's almost just like... It's theater hypnotism. Yeah, my brain wasn't prepared and so it was just so overwhelmed with stimulus. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's crazy. Without actually critically thinking about what I was seeing. I was just along for the ride. Right. And so I would say... And that's the magic of cinema. And I think, you know, there's a big yeah. point to be made about how movies used to be shown before there were home releases and streaming services even. Like, yeah. That... You could have this magical moment watching something, and then it was gone. And you never saw it again. You never saw it You saw it the one time, and you never saw it again. Not unlike theater. It was that, like, wow. Oh. What an ephemeral experience. That came along. I remember loving that. I saw Mm -hmm. that in 1968. Like, I went to go see The Exorcist, and that was the scariest thing I'd ever seen. Now, Devin, who has seen The Exorcist 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Um... <laughs> I mean, I can appreciate new things, and that's the—I think—that's the the beautiful thing about streaming and rewatching is really well crafted things. Um, you can see all of the glory, and I like the filmmakers that are making movies with that in mind. Rewatch value. Yep. Um, but this was However. not one of them. Uh, this I feel like is a huge fumble. And it suffers from, I can boil it down to one thing, and I told you when we were watching it, it's going too goofy too far. It's that they had such brilliant things, and then it just went too far. And I think the main culprit is CGI. Yeah. It's that, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool? And So, like, a prime example 
Do you want to just go through it? And then do you want to do a prime example now? I'm just going to do my prime example now, and then we'll go through it. But a prime example of that, the thing that I really loved in theaters was Mrs. Kirsch. Mm-hmm. Which, in, in, in It Chapter 2, instead of just being an old lady where Beverly drinks blood and throws her cup uh, in the miniseries. I don't know what happens in the book. But... Sewage water in the book. Um... And then she turns into her dad. Yeah, and then she turns into her dad. In the in the It Chapter 2, the old woman just turns into this giant, naked, rampaging, giantess woman. And I remember in theaters just thinking about how well done it was and how terrifying and just, like, jarring this giant, naked woman running at her was running at Beverly was no and I thought the, and the build up to it was so great with like the flies on the windows and just the the stuff on her chest and her long smile where she like sort of just froze and was just like eh, and smiled for a really long time but in watching it this time around all of that buildup seemed super underwhelming and cheap, and the smile moment was so short. Mm-hmm. And when she ran out as the naked giantess woman, she just looked like a goofy CGI it, video game goon. It's the same fucking thing as, not to bring other media to this, but you know, that's what we do here. Um, the hide in Wednesday. It's like this yeah, thing it, that show, and I'm like, why did you design it like that? And if you're gonna design it like that, why are we lingering? That, and this is, that's what I think another problem is a lot of these CGI monstrosities seem to be designed to scare children mm-hmm. and to be, but to scare children in a palatable, not so scary way, which I feel like in it chapter two, it's the adult part of the story. You don't have to do that at all. Nope. Nobody is bringing their five year old to come to see it chapter two. Right. You don't. Okay, let's just. Okay, but we'll go through it now. So but the, that's just a prime example of like they just. It, it, there was something about it that, like, in theaters, they got away with it. But upon second viewing... They I just, didn't get it, away with it with me, but... It was, it was like... For me, it was like watching an entirely different movie. Mm. Like, legitimately. It looked like it got re-edited for streaming release. See, okay, so you saw it the way I saw it when I was in theaters. Right. So now you, you can understand yeah. why I was like, wow, that was hot dog shit. Um, so, okay... The movie starts, we have somehow, I think because Stephen King liked the first chapter so much that they were like, you know what? I know we did away with a lot of book stuff. Let's bring it back. But for no reason, retconning shit, Mm -hmm. like that where I feel like, you know, they were choices, either positive or negative. Like Beverly, for instance, in It Chapter One, we know she killed her dad. She, yes. she swung that toilet lid at her dad, and, and he he is lopped dead. him. Yeah, he's done. And she goes, and at the end of it, 
it chapter one she's like oh i gotta go live with my aunt for, for like for a while she says i could stay as long as i want why would she do that if, if her he dad would... was alive right it sounds like she would have to get a summer job at the keen or whatever shitty oh shit and then mrs kirsch says he passed away like he had survived I literally never put that together until just now. I feel dumb. No, don't feel dumb. I have it soup. You have an I it literally, aperitif. it didn't even occur to me. That that's one of that the things. That Beverly would have thought that her father survived. Yeah, why would she have thought that? Because they just decided to add things back from the book. So one of the things that they decided to add back from the book, Ding, is they've started this it chapter two with a scene that happens in the 80s at a yeah, fair yeah. with adrian mellon who is a victim of a hate crime sorry trigger warning for all the things but uh homophobia suicide uh sexual assault child sexual assault uh nudity all the things that are in this movie but yep. and yet it is still dumb as hell so um <laughs> and uh they're at the they're at the fair they get the hat all but of is this, it the 80s this is not in the 80s. This is in 2016. Right. So it, it was in the 80s in the book. It was in the 80s in the book. Ding. Which, you know, having the one of the main conflicts. Sorry. Ding, 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 ding. Motherfucking ding. One of the main conflicts in the books having it set in uh, the 60, 1960 uh-huh. uh, or 1959. Yeah. Uh, and one of the big parts of that time period was racism against black people. Yes. And that is a huge part of the books. Yes. And Stephen King intentionally wrote all of the homophobia that happens in the 80s to be correlated to this great massive hate in the country, but is so mad, like horribly violent. Amplified in dairy. in dairy. Yeah. So having it pushed forward, not to say that there aren't hate crimes now, obviously there are, um, but it's... it, And they were so violent with killing this this gang it's just it's not a gang it's just a group of guys a group of straights uh wandering white cis straight men um that one of them is played by the i'm gonna say girl but i don't know what pronouns they use that played betty ripscomb in it It chapter Chapter one One. uh they you know they see this gay couple with this hat and they're like get the fuck out of my town they use some slurs they drop some slurs and then they do some serious the shit out of them bashing and and that's in the books that's in the books yeah like um but once again makes a lot more sense in the 80s and they just run away from their gay bashing. Yep, they beat the shit out of him, chuck one of the guys over... They truck Adrian over. Into the water, over, over the bridge, into the water. And we see Pennywise for the first time, just like hanging out. Yep. Like probably doing some fly fishing or whatever. Yep. And, and he, he caught something. He and caught he, caught, a, he caught something. He caught an Adrian fish. Uh, he caught an Adrian fish. And you know what? From the book, Ding, it is described that he picks up Adrian's arm and takes a chunk out of his ribs while his boyfriend... Is watching. Is watching. And his boyfriend is trying to describe this to the cops. And they're like... What the fuck? Um, Because you said a giant clown. And this is what I like one of the perfect moments where you can see too much and amazing at the same time. Because you see this stupid CGI mouth that they have latching onto this fully grown man. Because both Bill Skarsgård and this actor that plays Adrian Mellon are fully grown men. Yep. It's the first time that you see Pennywise with a fully grown person. Yep. 
and he just looks like a couple of buddies walking home drunk from the bar. Yep. And that looks dumb as hell. But then you see a thousand fucking balloons come from under the bridge. The bridge, and you're like, it's only it's only ninety nine. Right. It's ninety nine red balloons. Ninety nine Luf- Luf- balloons. Um. <laughs> you're welcome. And we we see that uh, somehow they have also righted the great racist wrong of it chapter one and given Mike his story back. So Mike is still in town. Uh, I guess Andy couldn't figure out how to make Ben stay in town as the historian. Um, right. And the police come. Adrian is dead. But his boyfriend obviously went to the police and was like, uh, a killer clown is underneath the bridge. And they're like, well, let's check this out. Apparently there are clown attacks everywhere. It's 2016, which did happen. Um, which did happen. <laughs> Real thing. Real thing. And written on. I remember that. This clown <laughs> attack. The clown, the clown attack everywhere. All across the world. Clowns. Um, wow. And. Under the uh, under the overpass, there's written three times in giant bloody letters. Come, come home, come home, come home. But that seems antithetical to what Pennywise wants. It does. Why wouldn't he write something else? He doesn't want them to come home. So and and stay away, stay away, get out of my town. Or like, gotcha, bitch. I don't know something, <laughs> anything. Or maybe don't write anything at all. Hello, Mike. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> How you doing? I ate that guy. And Mike finds a balloon and he's like, oh, I got to call the losers. And I will give, this is one of the things I think that this, this does better than the miniseries is a very quick, rapid, you see exactly who the characters are in the future without too much time wasted and that they've been called by Mike and freak out. Yep. Like you get just enough to like go, oh, Eddie is a risk assessment guy. Also, he married his mom. That is the same actress that played his mom. Very clever. Gross. <laughs> Very clever, though. Gross. That is from the books. Dig. Um, that he marries somebody that looks just like his mom. Um, I think the the execution of Bill Dembro as a screenwriter and an author seems much more tangible, much more real than yep. the way it was set up in the miniseries. Richie being a stand-up comedian and was done well. And this cast is Stellar. amazing. Stellar. It is amazing. Stellar. You got John McAvoy. You got Bill Hader. Like, I, it's... Jessica it's Chastain. Jessica Chastain. It's all... And I don't know who the guy who plays grown-up Eddie is, but it is like a... Some of the best child-to-adult casting... He is Ever. so. I have loved that actor since I saw him in Sinister. I know you haven't seen Sinister. I haven't. Um, but he plays Deputy So and So, and he can hold his own against Ethan Hawke in that movie. Okay. Um, in a very charming way. It's, and it's James McAvoy. Ja- did I say John? He said John McAvoy. James McAvoy. I'm sorry. I can't finish the episode. I got to go um, off myself now. <laughs> I'm sorry. James, I was so mystified by your talent and your muscles. <laughs> he I is couldn't. he is so good. He is in so this. good in everything he does. In everything he does, and in this, which with as 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 frustrating as this script is, his performance is kind of uh, incredible. Um, but yeah, truly, yeah, he does an American like an American accent that's brilliant. It's mm-hmm. and his wife is not British. No. There's a great moment where she's like acting. She has her makeup on and she's acting all scared, looking in the mirror to make sure that the makeup looks good. It made me laugh. It's really stupid, but anyway. They've also shot themselves in the foot. They give the most time to Bill's lead up to coming back, which makes sense. He is the 
de facto protagonist, protagonist of the Losers Club. Yeah. Um, and although uh, that's one of those things where I was like, why did you throw in shit from the books if you're not gonna use it? They do this really, and I feel like this is you know absolutely because Stephen King was like, involved. I'm also going to be here. There's so many tongue-in-cheek, like, but nobody likes my endings. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there the first time I watched it and going, I love the ending of this book. I love the ending of this book. Maybe you're just talking about movies. If people don't like the ending of your movies. But really, Stephen King, you just don't like the endings of the movies that people make of your books. Mm-hmm. You don't like that the house didn't collapse in Carrie, you don't. Well, he did. Um, he did like the <laughs> film adaptation. You don't like that the hotel froze in The Shining. Like you don't. You don't like those endings, and that's fine. But you are physically there. You could do all the endings in it. You could do it, but you chose not to. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a get out of jail free pass for people not liking the ending of this movie. Um, that they've said it so many times that it's almost that film bro like, well, you just didn't get it. You didn't understand. You didn't understand. Like, well, no, I, I did, and it was stupid. So we see all the losers get their call. We do see the Ben Hanscom, the young Ben Hanscom from the miniseries as a uh, executive in a boardroom when new, young, new, old Ben Hanscom is talking to them about, like, the walls will make it like a prison, which is such a lukewarm architecture idea that I can't even it, like I'm not an architect, but it feels like somebody who knows nothing about architecture was like, you know what they hate walls. Yeah. <laughs> open, open floor plan. Open floor plan. It's 1998. No walls. Open floor concept. God. So, yeah, young. The actor who plays young Ben in the miniseries mm-hmm. is now grown up and is pitching at this meeting. And grown up Ben for the actual film is watching and is the one talking and so- talking about the open floor concept yes. stuff. It's when Devin pointed it out, I laughed because I was like, hold on. That's the most like when trying to explain it, the most meta <laughs> nonsense it is the most meta nonsense um and then we we see stan and his beautiful bird puzzle oh yeah he Uh, loves birds he loves birds wouldn't know that unless you read the book definitely didn't mention it in chapter one chapter one um or the miniseries they did mention it in the miniseries briefly briefly um but there's birds the nice wife he gets the call and you know what? Let's timeline wise, which you find out later, he took maybe an hour or so to go write a letter and then took a bath. I can't. I can't with it. Yeah. That, there's we'll get to that and that might that is the greatest sin of this movie, but I'll hold that till the end. So, um he commits suicide. Yep. You see. Um and like I said, this might be callous to say, but uh, you know, he killed himself in the bathtub and then hung his bleeding hand wrist out of the bathtub to make a mess. So, but a we, picture. but yeah, so we have the you have the image of the blood uh, dripping. I so whatever you're which, not supposed to show that shit anymore. And that leads to Bev. Yeah, and Bev, who which 
you know, I, and I said it this time, and I, I thought it the first time, is they kind of set you up for a little fake-out moment where her, she's sitting, she calls, she talks to her, she's going, she's packing, and her husband comes in and is like, oh, who is that? She's like, oh, it's a call from Derry, Maine. I've got to go. And he's like, okay, whatever you need to do. And then I was sitting there going, oh, my God, are they not, is he not abusive in this? Like, do they just decide to forego that? That's kind of cool like i don't know what that's going to do to the story but hey maybe nice to women for once yeah oh no oh i was wrong oh no no he's still abusive as fuck still and an abusive. asshole uh but it's a gotcha yeah for no reason another she, one of these that you introduce it but why and then she slams him with a clock or something and knocks framed him. picture yeah and runs away runs away in the rain which is it gets in the cab and she has no shoes on. And I was like, well, at least she didn't fully put herself together. She just went. Yeah. She got out. Um, good for her. Uh, and then we go and we see, uh, a flashback of when Pennywise was defeated in chapter one Mm -hmm. and all of the bodies start washing out of the sewers in the way that, uh, Bill had theorized that they would Mm -hmm. with his gerbil tunnels. Mm -hmm. Um, and you see Henry Bowers get washed out as well. So he survived inexplicably. Um, inexplicably. fucking (laughs) how, How did he live? Nobody knows. Mike chucked that kid down a well and he slapped against the sides all the way down. Yeah. Like he's he's he was ping ponging, he was pinballing, he was That kid snapped his neck before he hit the bottom of however deep that hole was. He was a crunched up little little gum wrapper. But oh, but he's fine. He's fine. He walked home. He walked home wet and he's like I gotta kill them all. And they arrested all. him and put him in an institution. They, when they, yeah, when they got to when he got home wet from the Barons, who knows how long that walk was. Um all of his dad's cop buddies are at his house taking his dad's dead body out. Yep. And they are immediately like, um, you did it. Which I was like, how his, do you know? How do you know? Like, that's his son. You don't want to be like, hey, Henry, I got some bad news for you. No, they're immediately like, you got some balls coming back here. You're under arrest. You're under arrest. And he sees a balloon. Um, a uh, one last little message from uh, Pennywise in the past. Being I mean, like, I guess you can say it is expedient, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, and in they, terms of storytelling, they, and they flash. It's it is efficient storytelling, mm-hmm. which I wish was um, consistent throughout. throughout. Uh, and we see this. The balloon serves as a beautiful transition to modern day Henry Bowers in an institution. Mm-hmm. Um. Where he starts, he sees the balloon again, and he's like, oh, fuck yeah, that's my guy. He's paging me. I gotta, I gotta get to him. Follows the balloon through the windows with an orderly. Gets locked up in his four-person cell that nobody else is in. Yep. Uh, room. It's not a cell. It's a room. And then Dude Man's under his bed. Patrick Hockstetter. Uh, the, the corpse of pa- Patrick Hockstetter is under his bed. And another uh, case of... Way too much. It would have been fine if less. The makeup on this person is great. Mm-hmm. And would have been just as creepy and effective if he moved slowly. But he does that stupid video game <laughs> thing at him. And is like, get your knife. Like, yep. And Henry's like, oh, my knife. Oh, Patrick, it's you. I haven't seen you for a 
whatever. How you doing, man? What you living? What yep. you like? Yep. And uh, then he's like, you got to kill them all. And he's like, oh, yeah, right. My bad. I'm sorry. I've been a little bit busy for the past 27 years getting psychiatric help, which hasn't really helped me. But you're right. My bad. <laughs> Life goals. Let's go kill, kill the them losers all. club. Um, then we flash immediately to the uh, Chinese restaurant yep. that they're meeting at. Um, and <laughs> Bev and Ben run into each other outside. outside. And um, Ben's like, it's me. I'm hot now. And she's like, you are hot now. Yep. Wow. And then we get Bill Hader being And then great. Richie rolls up and it's just like, holy shit. Wow. You guys look hot. You yeah. guys look great. What the fuck what happened to me? What the fuck happened to me? <laughs> and then they all go in and Mike and, Mike and Bill Billy are and, already in there. Yeah, and Eddie. They're all, they're all. And Eddie's already in there. Yeah. And Eddie has talked to the hostess about every allergy that he has. Yep. Yep. And they have a nice little adult jokey moment of being like oh god we're all back here oh remember that oh your mom was fat oh fuck you or like it's some really great banter yeah they eat dinner they drink they have a good time they arm wrestle they They wonder where stan is and then they open they get a plate of fortune cookies they're a a massive cereal bowl of fortune cookies which is more than looks like you know if, if they were actually to eat them all it's like five fortune cookies per person yeah um, and they start, <coughs> the fortune cookies start jiggling and wiggling. Wait, not yet. Not yet. No? No, they open the fortune cookies and uh, oh, then everybody get... gets one word on their fortune cookie that right. says, they, it, it says, guess could not, could not it cut. It could, guess could not cut it were the words. And then Beverly hasn't handed in hers yet, which says Stanley. Yeah, Jessica Chastain is just holding her fortune, silently, single tear crying. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> and it says, "Guess Stanley couldn't cut it. Yeah, um, could not cut it." And then all the fortune cookies start to rattle, and these nasty little things abominations from the book come out, which have not been established as it relevant to any of them. Like, there's an eyeball, there's a bat wing, there's a, there's weird a bird, baby, there's a baby scorpion spider, spider thing, thing. Which I was like, if there was only that, that's enough. Yeah, it, like this baby-headed spider fucking i'd be like ah and squish it but um then they're like the baby and then it's like hot maple syrup starts spilling out yep this like acid maple syrup pours out of the bowl and mike bashes the table up with a chair freaking and then the hostess comes in and is like is everything okay well mike is like fully wwe chair fighting this table and i was like and the hostess is reacting like somebody just like spilled a pitcher of water and they were like oh oh no oh no she's oh hey just checking in on you guys can i get you anything any more water would you like to check or no like and then they leave and and, there's this little boy that's like says some random what is not so funny now is it or something like that like something that sounds ominous and bill Hader's like what the fuck did you just say to I'm me? I'm not fucking scared I'm of you. I'm not scared of you. And then the kid's like, it's from your show. And he's like. Oh, my God. Oh. Are you a fan? You a fa- you want an autograph? He's like. parents? No. Not anymore. Not anymore. And then he leaves. And it, it the kid looks like Georgie 2.0. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. So, they leave. Um. And I don't. They. So, they. Richie 
and Eddie are basically like we're not participating we're not, we're not doing this anymore and yeah. they they Bev calls Stan or Stan's wife um oh yeah and she like immediately knows that Stan killed himself well yeah bathroom. Beverly already knew that Stan was dead but we find that out when she's talking to Stan's wife um, yeah and because Bev has visions. Yeah, Bev had a vision, and we had a. There was a, a CGI moment with with Beverly in the deadlights. The hint to that she had visions, or, or oh something yeah, happened that's earlier. how the movie opens: is Bev in the deadlights again? Um. And uh. So they. Ben, is like something's going on with Beverly like oh Stanley's dead and everybody's like okay and we're going back to get our shit and we're leaving Um, and then Beverly's like no because if we don't do this now we're all gonna die horribly yeah they leave they leave Mike and Bill behind and Bill is like Mike what the fuck you did not tell us why you brought us here yeah you I'm 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 kind of mad hey I don't want to yell but I'm a little upset that you didn't tell us everything. And Mike's like, I'll tell you everything. <clears throat> and so they, Bill goes with Mike to his like loft above the library. Oh yeah. Um, where he is immediately drugged by Mike. And this is, the, he's fed mushroom tea and Bill is, just trips balls. And, 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 and this is such contrived, bullshit like indigenous mysticism used for no reason there is hints of this in the book but it's not this they they pulls out this weird shaped like leather uh, vase um and he's like i they gave it to me i bar i stole it they like yeah. yeah, it's got the symbols for how to how to kill. How, it. It's got the methodology for the how to kill it. The ritual of Chud, and yeah. he's like, I had to, I had to drug you so you would see what I saw because I already did this with them, with all of the indigenous people, and they they told me how to do it. Um, and <laughs> Bill's just like, Why did you drug me? <laughs> what the fuck? I bro? feel really bad. Like I don't, I don't. No, thank you. I don't want to be drugged, Mike. You could have just told me. And there's some stupid camera effects in this. Um, I I hate it so much. It's not a great representation of what a hallucination trip feels like or looks. Like, I've like. never done ayahuasca. I you know, like, but this like this is this is something else. It's nonsense. Um, and so after uh, micro tripping. For 30 seconds, and he is apparently sober again. He's like, oh, yeah, Mike, I'll help you. Even though that was a really fucked up thing that you did just to drug me. But we're, I'm cool. Let's, yeah. let's, uh, yeah, I'll kill him. Um, and so we go back to the inn where uh, Ben and Richie and Eddie are talking to Beverly. And, well, Ben is talking to Beverly. Beverly is, like, drinking in the bar. And he's like, hey, do you want to fucking tell me what you didn't want to tell me? And she's like... No. And he's like, <laughs> oh, but you're gonna. Um, I'm very handsome. And she's like, oh, well. Mm. And he's like, you knew that Stan was dead before she said it. I heard you. And then Richie is like right there and is like, what the fuck? You knew what? And she's like, well, it's not just that. 
Um, I know that we're all gonna die. And immediately, it's like that, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. You know what? Richie's like, you know what? We're out. I don't want to do this. We're gonna fuck off. And Eddie's like coming down the stairs. And he's like, I gotta get my toilet back. He has giant packs. And... <laughs> And Richie's like, hey, Bev knows how we're all going to die. And he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they question her and she's and and Richie's like, I'm done. And she's like, we can't leave. We don't make it another 27 years. Yeah, if we leave, we're going to die horrible deaths with before the next round. Yeah, like and Bill and mike make it to the end at this point and to join in this discussion mm-hmm. um and they're like well this must be like some kind of like curse thing and that's why stan died because and richie's like because he was the weakest and everybody's like whoa hey it's like i'm whoa, just saying what we all know whoa. um and uh <laughs> then they've they were like okay so like <laughs> Oh my god is this this isn't when henry's in i think it is oh so henry's in the end now yeah and they all like go back to their rooms and henry stabs eddie, eddie in the fucking in the face. face oh my god knife goes into eddie's cheek and eddie's like what the fuck and then gets into the bathtub and closed pulls the curtain and then bill uh henry comes forward to finish the job and eddie stabs him like five times in the torso mm-hmm. through the curtain and henry doesn't die no again right jumps out a window yeah or he, something he has michael myers syndrome he's fine um, and then they chase him mm-hmm. and they go to the library they chase him to the library uh does that happen now i i'm no I think, because they have to all, no, they all, Mike, Mike is like, we have to go get our fucking tokens or some shit. So, like, they have to go to the clubhouse, and they have, like, a flashback to when they were kids. Oh, yeah, this all happens now. So, like, they, okay. they, they go. And they realize that so much of their summer they forgot because they spent so much of the summer alone. And they forgot the alone part they of their summer. And they have to remember it so they can defeat so they can, it. And they have, to, they have to get a token from their alone, their solo. Their alone time. Their alone time. <laughs> um, so they go to this clubhouse that somehow Ben built. built. And I want everyone who's listening to this, you dozen gems. Hey. Yeah, How, that's correct. I mean, let's be real. However many of you there are. If you are an adult, think back to your childhood. If you are a child and you have ever built a fort in the woods, me and my brothers did this. I want you to think about that fort that you built. And I want you to think about its structural integrity. And I'm not talking about the treehouse that your dad built or whatever. I'm talking about, like, you went out in the woods and built a fort by yourself. Did you have six to eight inch diameter wooden pillars that were functioning as supports for literal cross beams 
was it six feet deep and had a footprint of like 20 20 to 30 by 20 to 30 feet with pillars and cross beams and a full roof our you know our architectural expertise is not our fault I'm not even talking about architecture. I I don't doubt that Ben could have maybe designed it, but you're telling me that this kid built that? He said he found it dug out already, but that still means that he had to get all of that lumber down in there and rig it up. He was a lonely kid. I am I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate. I know. It's impossible. I it's it's I am a I am a well-built adult man and I would struggle <laughs> to build what those kids were hanging out in by myself like it was a little asinine but anyway they go and they hang out there and they find stan's totem which was um shower caps shower caps to keep the spiders out of their hair um and we get weird cgi fen wolfhard um because <laughs> all the kids are have aged so much and they didn't film all of the things so they had to like cgi them down to younger and it looks super weird but i could forgive that if there weren't other horrible abuses of cgi elsewhere probably i'd be like you know what you're right the kids grow they should have filmed all of this two years ago but they didn't yeah like so fine yeah but uh then they all set off on Finding their totems. Bev, as we have talked about, goes back to her house and meets Mrs. Kirsch. And things I thought were really cool about it, like the sores on Mrs. Kirsch's chest, this lingering Pennywise smile, talking about her father who worked in the circus. Yeah. Like, and Pennywise also has a alias known as Bob Gray who did work in work the circus. In the circus. Yeah. And the background things were kind of cool the first time around. They were a little goofy second time around. There's, I mean, I'm not going to... Listen, I'm all for actors doing their own thing with a character, especially when there's so much buildup around the presentment of that character. And Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise does a fantastic job when it's practical i feel like when they when they utilize computers to quote unquote aid that yeah instead of being small touches and really like it's just way overdone it's just way overdone so like i think when mrs kirsch is standing in the back and just staring great yeah when she does a little like weird little <laughs> thing i'm like i don't need that but okay if she had come out from the kitchen as beverly's dad great yeah but she doesn't um well it's not just like if she had come out like the if it if she had looked like the the woman from barbarian yeah if it had been a practical makeup effect yeah and it was just a giant woman who was like but like she had big goofy eyes she had these huge goofy uh, Bill Skarsgård looking in opposite direction eyes. She had stringy hair that was floating up above her head like it was, you know, you'll float too kind of hair. Yeah. But it didn't look right because not it was just floating up. It wasn't going back. It wasn't pushing back with the motion of the speed that she was moving forward. Right. Like, it just... 
when you actually take a second to get past the shock value of a giantess storming at you and you look at the details, it's some goofy shit. I gotta say, I hate this trope of elderly people, but especially elderly women, just being inherently gross or scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was like, oh, and she's naked. Ew. I'm like, that's terrible. It's not she's naked and covered in sores. Oh, my God. It's no. just naked. naked old woman. Gross. Naked old woman. Gross. Saggy boobs. Ah! Oh, no. God forbid. Um, and then right after we get a brilliant moment of Bill Skarsgård. Oh, my God. All it's the Pennywise so shit, good. Um, that they pumped out in the fucking trailers because i was like oh my god are we getting backstory like because there's a lot of shit in the books ding that like you i was like that you could put that in there if you want um and you could see bill skarsgård's fucking face move and like you're like wow how talented and then and then he scratches the pennywise lines into red lines into his face yeah they open up and he starts bleeding and you're like it's a great little moment it's a great little moment but then she gets out and she sees that the building is completely run down and decrepit and dilapidated yeah but she got her token which was a key and she also got a pack of cigarettes she got a pack of cigarettes from behind a baseboard uh Ben's love and letter. Ben's January embers. Yeah, um, and then we go to Bill. Bill shows up at Secondhand Rose, the resale shop, and buys his silver from Stephen King. Yeah, uh, buys buys silver from Stephen King. And by silver, we mean his, his bike. bike. I who silver. Do it. And I, I, you know, I don't. I don't mind this scene if this was the only scene like it. Uh, but there's a lot of like, haha, just kidding. It's not that serious mm-hmm. um, in this, which I can't with it anymore. But then Bill's riding silver. He takes, his, he takes silver for a ride. And he goes back to his street um, and he sees the storm drain where Georgie was killed uh, and flashes back to poor baby bill having like a breakdown in front of the storm drain asking yep. pennywise why it killed his brother yep um and then adult bill hears georgie in the drain so mm-hmm. he goes and there's georgie with the boat and he reaches in to grab it and then hundreds of little baby hands, baby hands. latch onto his arm and he wrenches his arm free and he's got the paper boat and he sees um georgie 2.0 riding a skateboard around. And he's like get the hell away from that drain don't ever talk to the voices in the drain and and this kid's, this kid's like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, crazy man. Um, uh, then Ben goes to his high school and his locker, or no, his he's in the classroom, right? And he's he's looking for the yearbook page that Beverly signed. Yep. Um, but oh, he and always then he, had it. Yeah, and then he has this like. So his flashback is he's in the. They're what he and Bev are watching some video on a projector projector. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they have like a little moment. Yeah. And Ben leans in to kiss her. And uh, Beverly's like, oh, my God, did you think I would actually kiss you, little fatty? You're, uh, disgusting. you're disgusting. And then her head catches on fire. And she's like, January embers. Hair has fire. 
Um, and he runs away, and she chases him, and then he hides in his locker. Yes. And then Pennywise is in the locker with him. And they make out. No, I wish they did. And then he busts back out of the locker all terrified, and then... Then he's fine. Ben has the... He had it, though. Yeah, he has the he he has the yearbook page. Surprise! But spoiler, he's had, he it had it in it his wallet time. the entire time. So he's like, oh, "Okay, this is my totem." He's like, "I guess I forgot why I carried this, but he didn't." I, it's it's so that we could get another scene of Pennywise. Yep. Um. Then uh, Eddie goes to the pharmacy. Yep. Um, and this is the dumbest. <laughs> the dumbest. The dumbest. I'm gonna say it again. The dumbest <laughs> shit. This is this is Joker on the staircase in Joker levels. Oh, you hated that so much. I hated it. It's just not the vibe. It is not the it's vibe. It's just not the vibe. I'm not saying there's not a place for it in the world, but, but in not the, this. It, but it's not here. This is not it. Yeah. So, and so he, he goes to the pharmacy. We have this lovely little flashback of him going down into the basement of the pharmacy where his mom is tied, his up. Mom is tied up and the leper is on a chain that's attached to a pipe in the ceiling and it's coming to eat his mom and he can't get his mom unstrapped fast enough and he ends up abandoning her to the leper eating her but none of it's real no um and so then we grown-up eddie is in the basement of the pharmacy and he opens up that same curtain and there's nothing there it's Mm -hmm. just a supply closet Mm -hmm. but then he gets attacked by the leper and the leper tries to make out with him and then he realizes that he can strangle the leper and he realizes that the leper is weak and he's strangling him and strangling him and strangling him and he's like, fuck you! And then when he's screaming fuck you, his mouth is wide open and the leper just vomits into him. And then we get Don't Call Me Angel? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. In the morning? Mm-hmm. Baby. Yeah, that song. Just touch my cheek before you leave me. Baby. That song. I'm this not kidding. This is all Deadpool's fault. Yeah. Slow motion leper vomiting black sludge into a dude's face. That's Sam Raimi's fault. Sam With Raimi that... loves when people vomit into other people's mouths. Yeah, absolutely. But the, it's the music. It's the music that's the problem. It's the music that's the problem. The shot itself has issues and goes on a little bit too long and mm-hmm. could probably have been handled better. Mm-hmm. But the music, it's just, you have this like the fuck moment yeah that is just like why why Why? um it takes you it took me oh yeah all the way out completely out you're done at that point there's no fear here no no it's it's at this point it's just goofy uh but he gets his totem is his his inhaler. inhaler yeah okay and then and then we get richie yep and richie goes to the movie theater richie no, Richie's first in the arcade to get at, a token. Oh, I thought the arcade was at the movie theater. Oh. But I could be wrong. Maybe, uh, uh, they're close, if not together. Yeah, he goes it's, to play Street Fighter. Yeah, he goes, and then we flash back to little, little Eddie having a little flirty time with this boy, and then 
his cousin is like, get the fuck off of him. He's not gay. And the kid's like, I'm not gay. And he might be, might be a little gay. Might be a little gay. Um, Richie definitely is. Yes. Um, and, uh, while Richie gets his token and runs, runs, and then he gets a flyer from dead Adrian Mellon. Yeah. That's like, oh, love to see you around here, big boy. Um, it has his death. And then giant Paul Bunyan starts attacking Richie with an axe. Yep. And Richie's like, it's not real, it's not real, it's not real, it's not real, it's not real. And then Paul Bunyan is a statue again. But then Pennywise is sitting on Paul Bunyan's shoulder. What a little scamp. And has actually a really great Bill Skarsgård performance. That's what I'm saying. It's really solid. Oh, we've skipped over this because it's not important to the Losers Club. The uh, my uh, favorite, uh, not my favorite, uh, but it's up there. Scene in the fucking movie has nothing to do with anything. Is Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise with uh, almost nothing, um, interacting with this girl who has a oh shit. We did skip that. It is it is wonderful. Little girl follows a firefly under the bleachers. Pennywise catches it. And does his perfect and little Winnie the Pooh. Only lit with the firefly. Yeah. Hello. Oh, you don't want to be my friend. You don't want to be my friend. I look, I'm scary looking. Nobody likes me because yep. the way I look. And I was like, oh my God, you piece of shit. Yep. You piece of shit. And it's 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 back girl. to that, like, that manipulation that, that Pennywise is like, that it that is terrifying about Pennywise. Right interacting with children and but what i will say is it doesn't really it's it's terrifying as an adult to watch another seemingly adult definitely not it's definitely not a human adult but for all intents and purposes another adult interact and be exploitative and manipulative with a a child child. yeah um but it is not in keeping with making child afraid as so as to eat them and they taste better yeah she is not afraid no she just, just gets closer yeah and he just her. which it might be his little like you know snack his yeah. little like to go granola bar if that like i don't need to scare you like kind of what he did with georgie yeah georgie is not he didn't seek to scare georgie right away he just got him to get closer yep um so maybe it's his little like i got him i need pe- to eat and a little peckish yeah um anyway uh but pennywise all that to on say, paul bunyan's shoulder bill skarsgård would they just let bill skarsgård do his thing so good so good he's so like good. oh you don't want to play with me nobody wants to play with me you you don't want to play truth or dare huh you've got a secret and it's this like oh my god you evil evil little clown like leave that poor gay man alone yep. um yep and <clears throat> that's when after that is when we have henry bowers in the end yeah and he does the stabbing and um oh that's when we're at the end yeah okay so sorry we got mixed up um um (laughs) so uh after they after uh ben beverly somebody they go after henry so they chase him but while they do that bill gets a message um on the skateboard, right? That says like you you won't be there for him either. Yeah. Um and so he's like, "Oh my god, Pennywise is going to kill that Georgie 2.0." Um 
at the carnival. Yeah. So Bill goes, I'm going to go, I have to save that kid. Um, and goes to the carnival and they gets, he chases this boy. Oh yeah. Cause the skateboard comes down the in steps. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Bill follows this, um, child, this adult man follows this child into, into a house of mirrors, house of mirrors. Um, and he's like, ah, I gotta save you. And of course this kid is like, what the stay the, the fuck, fuck away, away from, from me, me, you crazy old man. Um, but he gets trapped and i feel like this is this is a good storytelling point is you made the point over and over again to terrorize bill by saying you couldn't save your you brother you can't help and so the worst thing that pennywise can do to bill is to make him watch while he can't help again a, a, a kid that looks a lot like his brother right and yeah and so he's standing bill is on one side of this glass that he can't break through and Pennywise, it, and then on the other side of that is the kid, and then on the other side of that is another pane of glass, and on the other side of that is Pennywise. Mm-hmm. And Pennywise slams through that glass, eats this kid, and coats the entire thing blood in cannon. blood. Yeah, blood cannon goes off. Um, And Bill is devastated. Yeah. Uh, Fucks Bill all the way up. So after Richie has been completely humiliated, by uh pennywise and outed rude um during pride no uh (laughs) he's like i'm out um but then he passes the temple where he thinks about because richie in it chapter one i don't think we mentioned it richie is the only person that came to stands um bar mitzvah mitzvah. thank you because i was about to say bar mitzvah because sam is the only important uh person to me um (laughs) i love you sam um and He's thinking about the speech that Stan gave, and he's like, oh. Loser's club forever. Fuck, okay. Uh, I guess I'll stay. And he shows up just in time to save Mike. Yeah, Mike's about to get got by Henry Bowers, and Eddie Richie literally stabs Bowers in the back of the head with a knife. Yeah, he gets him. He got him. He's out. And then vomits. And there's no consequences for Lots of Bill Hader vomiting. There's a lot of Bill Hader vomiting. Um, that's that's a thing. Um, <laughs> and so the the rest of the losers show up. And Fun behind the scenes thing. Bill Hader plays the leper. Get out! No, that's not true. Don't lie. Don't lie to people. That's so mean. Um, <laughs> that is a Get lie. Get out of here! I'm kidding. So. After we've dealt with Henry Bowers, yeah. Losers Club have all their tokens. Mm-hmm. They regroup. Bill decides that he's going to go deal with Pennywise by himself. By himself, because he's not going to let anybody else die like that kid did that he couldn't help. He's going to just go deal with it. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, "Fuck, Bill already. Bill just went and did that. There's only one place you can go if you want to. If he's going to go fight Pennywise, right." He's going to the house on Kneebald Street. So we got. We so got they go. all go and they get there and Bill's like, no, no. And they're like, Bill, it's the Losers Club. This is what we do. This is Bill. what we do. Bill. It's please. what we do. Bill. So they they go in there and immediately get split into two groups of three by Pennywise. Uh-huh. Um, on one side, we have Richie, Eddie and Bill. And on the other side, we have Mike, Ben, and, and Beverly. Beverly. Mm-hmm. 
And Ben is starting his injuries are starting to open up. But instead of saying Henry, it says home. home. Um and poor Bev and Mike and it's are like, like and it's in a mirror and when a, they look in the mirror Pennywise is slicing into ben. Ben's stomach. Yeah. Um and then in the other in the kitchen we get a the nice refrigerator little... opens again similar to what happened in chapter 1 but instead of it in the fridge it's Stan. It's baby Stan. It's young Stan. Yeah. But then adult Stan's head falls out? No, it's still young Stan. Oh, is it? Yeah. Kind of looks like older Stan. But they have their this is It kind of looks like adult Stan. It's weird. Well, those the actors do look similar. Yeah. Um but then it's an homage to the thing, which I realize you hadn't seen the thing when, when we, we went, saw this in theaters. No, so you didn't. But it's this really great thing where these legs protrude out of the head and turn the head into a little spider. Mm-hmm. But it's still a head, and it runs around and starts attacking people, and they kick it and whack it with sticks and stuff, mm-hmm. and end up squashing it. Yeah. Um, and Beverly smashes the mirror, which stops the Pennywise cutting of Ben, and Ben's actually fine. Yeah, he's fine. Um, and they're like, okay, cool. We dealt with... Well, Bill starts getting on to Eddie about... Oh, yeah, and Eddie could have stopped, like, bet... Richie almost dies from the spider eating his face, mm-hmm. and... The whole time, Eddie is standing there with a knife, able to do something, with a spiky thing, able to do something, but he just isn't. And Bill kind of loses his shit, and basically is like, Eddie, you're going to you're gonna get us killed. What the fuck is wrong with you? But then he realizes, oh no, that's exactly what Pennywise wants. Never mind, we're besties again. Yeah, Let's sorry about that. Let's go burn our shit. Let's, so, yeah, yeah they, they go into the sewers again, and they... They find the, the place where... The cistern... Pennywise burned. had the deadlights last time. Yeah, and they're like, all right, let's burn our tokens, and they... So do. they put on... They, they burn... They start a fire in the little Native American vase thing, mm-hmm. throw all of their tokens in, and make jokes about the fact that a lot of their tokens won't burn. actually burn. Yeah. Because it's like a rock and a coin... And an inhaler. Yeah. Um, They're like, this is, this is fucking stupid. Not going to burn. Oh, um, yeah. Mike's token. We didn't talk about Mike's token. Yeah. Mike's token is a, a, the first stone thrown at the apocalyptic rock fight with yeah. the Bowers gang. And his flashback was the door burning with hands coming out again. It, yeah. it was... It was Honestly, we didn't mention it because it's not really memorable because it was kind of just stupid. Poor Mike. He, oh, yeah, we didn't he, mention Bill's either where he goes back down into the flooded basement but oh yeah that happened doesn't too doesn't matter anyway they're so real they're, dumb they're stupid they burnt that their... was another thing is a lot of the flashbacks weren't related to the collection of the totems no because this isn't a part of anything this is like, a made up thing it would make sense to me if when they flashed back the flashback was like we're flashing back to get the to- the token mm-hmm. but they they had sometimes they had a flashback to get the token. And sometimes sometimes it they was didn't. Just a flashback. And then sometimes they just had a flashback that was just a flashback. But it, I, it was. It's poor storytelling. Yeah. So anyway, we're they're down there. The they're throwing all of their. They threw all their things in the vase. 
And... And then a red balloon starts to pop out of it. Yeah, and they're like, what the fuck? It didn't work. And then Pennywise comes out and he's like, you didn't tell them, Mikey. And everyone looks at Mike like... You what lied again? Else didn't you tell us, Mike? What the fuck, man? And apparently the, the 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 ritual didn't work. And Mike had scratched the the vase sort of lays out the how the ritual functions, but there was a whole side of the vase that was like this failed and everyone died. Right. And Mike clawed that out and he was like it's because they didn't really believe that it would work. Um And there also there's this uh, uh, uh mantra belief whatever that mike has pulled away from this dark ritual. to light dark to or light to dark no, light no, no, to dark not, not the chant i'm talking about like this uh, law of physics that pennywise is a liquid and will fit the shape that he is confined to um right just i <sighs> so oh my god um and yeah pennywise is just basically like he didn't tell you I killed all those motherfuckers. They're like, oh my God, Mike, what the fuck? Um, and he's like, well, they just didn't believe hard enough. So they, they, they run, they run. Pennywise is a giant spider with, okay. Crustacean thing. I think, okay. They show that the deadlights are there and that is actually Pennywise. But also, they make the projection of Pennywise a tangible form. I don't understand that. Um, but It's weird fine. that the deadlights, because in It Chapter 1, the deadlights seem to live inside of the tangible form. Right. But in this particular, and, and, in, and in, throughout this the second movie, I guess that's the case as well. But in this particular fight, the they deadlights are, are circling at the top at the ceiling in the center of this room they're like yeah having a little skrillex concert um um while pennywise form is terrorizing the losers club here's my issue is that they designed pennywise with the intention that he looked kind of like an infant um that his clown form has the appearance the very the rounded head the big, big eyes, yeah. button nose, and big, full lips. Yeah. Then, so, I don't... I love that design. But when it is on top of a spider, it looks like a, just a baby spider. But, like, it's not... This is not a frightening form to me. Yeah. In any sense. And I'm like, I, I understand you have his outfit, and it looks like... There are some parts of it, the abdomen, made by the ruffles in his, like, satiny kind of... That's cool, but I just I find it as uh, as a design as a whole uh, failed. Um, yeah. The only thing that's really scary about it is that it's fucking huge. It is huge, and they well they all separate, and then Pennywise goes, "Ha! Time to hallucinate!" and sends them all into their own little personal. Bill goes underwater. Beverly gets stuck in a bathroom stall that starts filling up with blood. Ben gets stuck in the Losers Club fort that starts filling up with dirt. I don't even know what happens to Mike. We don't see what happens to Mike. We um, don't, do we? No. Also fucked up. Short change in Mike yet again. Uh, and but, Mikey and or Richie and Eddie. There, Richie and Eddie up. just go to another passageway that has the that scary, leads to the very scary, scary, very scary, not scary, not scary at all tunnels. Where um, they and they're being chased by a tapeworm. A tapeworm. 
like it lamprey. looks looks like the yeah a lamprey or like a, one of the vines from Jumanji, one of the flower vines is like <laughs> thing. Um, and they choose the not scary at all <laughs> door, and it's got a little fucking pomeranian pomeranian toy dog in it that turns into a giant carcass of a dog mm. and then they slam the door and turn around and the vine lamprey attacking thing is gone so they just get to go right back beverly and ben have to recite their poem to recite their poem to each other and grab lock hands once they've broken through the barriers using the power of love oh um, no i was wrong i misspoke earlier the bit with Bill and his puppet brother is here. He has to forgive himself for pretending to be sick. And oh, here like, it is. Yeah, okay. My bad. Yeah, um, so... This movie's bad, and I don't feel bad for misremembering it, even um, though I just watched it. Um, so Bill's underwater, but when he surfaces, he surfaces in the basement where uh, he sees Georgie going, you'll float too, you'll float too. Only this time he's puppeting, his adult form is puppeting Georgie, mm-hmm. and he has to push georgie under the water again and that allows him to be free because he's absolving himself of responsibility of it or something and then they stupid so they all get back well there's a stupid dog don't forget the stupid dog i didn't i I talked about the stupid dog do you say that it turned into an even stupider dog yeah giant corpse of a dog yeah and then they slam the door and yeah they, and then, they, okay so yeah. they go back richie and eddie are scared ben's wet beverly's covered in blood ben is dirty uh, mike, mike is is fully catatonic he's like that i couldn't i'm sorry i lied and pennywise is like I almost stabbed that motherfucker oh and, yeah that's right they all come back and mike's just like chilling about to get stabbed and and then bill tackles him out of the way at the last second and Pennywise keeps coming at them, but then Richie's like, I'm going to do what I do, and I'm going to talk shit to this fucking guy. It's the best, one of the best moments in the movie. A, because of Bill of of, of Bill Hader's just acting. acting chops, and the visuals and everything about it is just so stellar. He throws this rock, and he's like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. And then mid-throw, the deadlights come out, and he's just like, Grr! and yeah. it's just. His eyes go white, he starts to float. It's um, so good. And then Eddie, Eddie talks himself up. Finds his spine, talks himself up, and chucks his little poker spear. Yeah, he Hercules fucking throws the spear right yep, into Pennywise's right into Pennywise's mouth. mouth, and then Pennywise falls back and impales himself on this crazy ass random spike mm-hmm. structure in the middle of the room. And, and then he's like, "Fuck yeah, I did it!" Eddie's like, "Fuck yeah, I did it!" And he's like, "See." Richie, Richie comes back. Yeah, yeah, Richie comes back and he's like, Richie, I did it. I killed him. I killed him. Gah! Perfect little uh, Starship guys. Troopers yes. reference of victory, that. victory, victory, stabbed through the torso in front of my best friend. Yeah. Gets launched across the room. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, what do we do? And they're like, hey, if we go to the entrance where it's really tight, Pennywise will have to shrink to get through him. When he's in his tiny form, we can kill him. Yeah, so Eddie is dying. Pennywise yeah, has chucked Eddie, and they all follow. And Pennywise has them cornered in this cave. And Eddie's like, when I was in the pharmacy, I made be like, I knew that the leper was weaker than me, so I was able to, I was able to choke it. So they're like, oh yeah, we gotta make him small. We gotta take him into a, a, a small little hole. So they run to the end, the small little hole entrance. Pennywise is giant so therefore faster than them and just jumps and lands and blocks the entrance 
and they're like so what do we do now it's like like, there's more than one way to make something small this is the dumbest fucking thing and they literally bully him they bully this they They bully a giant crustacean spider it into an infant form and then reach inside of him pull out his beating heart and collectively squeeze the heart crushing it and causing Pennywise to die. This is the dumbest fucking thing. That's it. This is the dumbest fucking thing. That's 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 how Pennywise loses. I I. I that's it. I, I I'm short. I'm I'm underselling it because it's stupid. Um. And then. Uh, Eddie's dead. And then Pennywise is dead. And then. And Eddie is dead. And Eddie is dead. And the, the, everything collapses, so they have to leave Eddie's body there, and they all run out, and Richie is heartbroken, and they go to the quarry. the quarry and jump in the water and go swimming, and Richie cries, and it's a really beautiful moment for him and James McAvoy, who were, and Jessica Chastain, who were the only three that seemed to be acting trying at all. Um, Beverly and Ben have a stupid underwater, underwater kiss. kiss. Um, and, and then uh, they, we get Stan's suicide note. Well, hold on. They're walking. They they're walking after being after leaving the quarry and washing off all the blood and shit. And they figure they see that the scars that they had made when they made their blood oath are gone, um, and that that signifies that they're not cursed anymore and they can they can leave. And they have, we have a flashback of the kids afterwards, and they're like, "We're filthy. What is our mom's gonna think? Whatever." Um, and now, yeah, then, and this is, okay, so now, yes, like Scott said, we have gotten to Stan's suicide note. And which, under Stan's, Stan's suicide note, we get a montage of all of the Losers Club grown up living their best lives. Listen, this is, I can't, I cannot express to you. The suicide note is incredibly lovely problematic. Lovely audience. How irresponsible and disgusting I think this choice is. It's, they... Instead of Stan being so riddled with fear that he can't take it, and that's his own whatever, they have made it in this suicide note that not only did he kill himself, but he did it so that other people's lives were better and that everyone could come together in the Losers Club and there was no other way. And I feel like this... He basically said... He basically said... I would be a hindrance to the Losers Club in this fight. I would be a weakness to you alive. So I took myself off the board so as not to be in the way. And, and this, you guys will succeed without me. Guys, this is disgusting. This is unforgivable. And if you are struggling with mental health, this is not the right way to take and it's not the right way to think people love you and they care about you and the world is better with you in it and i feel like it is disgustingly irresponsible to include this in a major motion picture yeah um 100 especially one that a we had this teams... same thought process when we saw it in theaters it was like i cannot fucking believe that this is what they're saying right now because it literally is like i'm taking the moral high ground and not only that 
but that he was right. They're but he, saying yeah, that the, it the was film vin- is saying he was right it was in committing suicide. Vindication! Like, he made the right choice. Like, had Stan not killed himself, the Losers Club wouldn't have won. And that's disgusting and wrong. Yeah. This is not the take. There's no one reading the letter that goes, God, I really wish... Like, we would have won with him there. It sucks that he thought that. That never happens. It's like the note has this underscoring of, like, Stan the hero for taking his own life and making that sacrifice for the group. It's horrible. It's it really, truly, it, truly That horrible. is the tone that it has. It's also not the take, and it's not true. So if you're thinking that about yourself, that is not true. Um, don't kill yourself, please. Uh... And it's so, yeah, and flashes to everybody having a good fucking life. Um, that's, it's, okay. And end of the movie. And that's the end of the movie. Like, no shit. That's it. That's it. I cannot believe it ended that way. Yeah. It would be one thing to end on the stupid bully the clown to death. But this, this take Yeah, on- it was, it, it was weird. Like, the movie ended and it was like, you will win through bullying and letting your friends kill themselves. That's disgusting. That's how you have a good life. Bully bully people, let your friends kill themselves if they're weak. Like, and I'm just like, that's, that's not the vibe, y'all. No, your friends love you. I can't. We're post-2020. It wasn't even okay when it came out in 2019 pre-pandemic. But like, this is, I, no, I can't. Watch it chapter one and stop. Yeah. This is garbage. Yeah. Um, it's irresponsible garbage and I can't like, oh, but you didn't like the ending. Nobody likes the ending. So like, no, I don't like that ending. I don't like it. And nobody should watch this movie. I'm sorry if you've been watching along with us. And I, I'm sorry if this is a bit more angry than I, I like Spooky Saturday, <laughs> to be. but I, I can't let this go. I, this well, I think my... it's good that we're talking about it though. Yeah. But I mean, fuck man. Yeah. Like the, I'm so mad about it. I'm still mad about it. I'm mad about it all the time. Yeah. It's horrible. It is. It is a horrible take. It is. Um, so that's it. We watched all of it. We watched all of it. We did it. We already did questionnaires. And as this technically doesn't apply to Kit with Who, it doesn't get the full questionnaire. But I will ask you, Scott Keel. What's up? Is this movie scary? No. <laughs> Get fucked, Andy. Um, I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. And, you know, there's actually... Here's a little light. A little shiny glimmer in the distance. They... As far as I know, with... I don't know the new updates with uh, Discovery's acquisition of HBO and what the, all the fucking shit they're doing with HBO Max. But as of right now, in 2023... It's 2023. It's 2023. Uh, as far as I know, they are intending to make a TV series, a long-form series called Welcome to Dairy that deals more with all of the little things that these movies don't handle. Fantastic. Looking forward to so it. So that's something. HBO TV series are usually pretty on point. Usually. Not always. Not always. But like Watchmen was dope, and it did something similar. White Lotus is great. I just started. I know. So, yeah, that's uh that that is that is that's Do it. you have any final thoughts on the story 
of it, Scott Keel. I'm eventually going to read the book, and I'm very excited about it. I, that's great. Any anything? Um, I really, I would say, the out of everything that we watched, mm-hmm. the only thing that I would probably watch again is it chapter one. That's fair. I don't think I'm going to watch the movie miniseries ever again. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really feel like watching it chapter two ever again. If I'm going to watch any of this again, it's going to be chapter one. That's my hot take. I will always treasure um, uh, Tim Curry's performance as Pennywise. Um, and I will go back and watch the miniseries again just because it's a it's a nostalgic cornerstone for me. But if I am watching a newer version that's not Welcome to Dairy, we'll see how that turns out. Um, I'm, I'm, it's at chapter one, and that's the that's the end of it. Yeah. Tim Curry will be cherished as a memory in my brain. Fantastic. So yeah, uh, we are actually as a treat, as a as a as a a love letter to you all that listen to us. We're actually gonna think. I think we're gonna take a tiny vacation from the Kitwaku, not from the podcast, from the Kitwaku, and maybe dabble in some um, new things that just came out. I won't say what they are because I'm not sure that we're going to watch them yet, but. Uh, when we do come back with the kit with who, the next thing on the whiteboard, do you know what the next thing on the whiteboard is? I don't. What is it? It's witches. Oh. So we are going to watch. The crab. No, that's no? sexy witches. That's, oh, that's, that's it's a whole other category. So we're going to watch for our next kit with who episode, the 1977 uh. Devon loved film by uh. Dario Argento called Suspiria. Oh. Oh. OG Suspiria. OG Suspiria. Are we going to do a two-parter where we do OG Suspiria and remake Suspiria? We'll see. Okay. Maybe. That might be a thing Because I do. love this. I haven't seen OG Suspiria, I but know. I loved the Suspiria remake that came out in 2018. Uh. I don't know. I yes, twenty nine something. It came out sometime. Came out a few years ago. It came out a and few it's years ago. Fucking awesome. So here's what we're gonna do. If you're watching along with us, watch Suspiria from nineteen seventy seven and then watch that episode or watch listen to that episode of uh-huh. the Kitwaku and see if you are also watching the newer version there of There we go. Suspiria. There we go. Uh, because of the content of it, chapter two, I will say that if you are in need of mental health, do not feel, like hesitate to reach out to any hotlines or text lines. Um, and you are not Stanley Uris, and you are not written by Andy Muschietti, and we are better with you here. Um, so don't watch it, chapter two, and get help and support your friends love you and don't... also stick around yeah. because there's more kitwaku there's so much more kitwaku and at you've got to least and you've got to listen to that you ha- i mean at the very least we love you and we're happy to have you it's here. worth living it is worth like <laughs> we'll try to make it worth living no it's worth living okay. <laughs> if for no other reason stay alive to finish out the kitwaku we're we're and believe me we just turned one episode of Kitwaku into four, so we are dragging <laughs> this shit out for you. So we stay want, with us. We, we want we want to talk to you uh, specifically. Uh, all that being said, um, from me, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us for another 
spooky Saturday, even if <laughs> this one was a little spicy. Spicy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, check us out next week to see if we're doing something new or something old or something borrowed or something blue. Oh. <laughs> uh, stay safe. Stay hydrated. And as always, stay spooky, everybody. We will see you next Saturday. Bye-bye. <laughs>